you're going to say last time on the Dice of Thunder podcast. Last time on the Thunder Dark Cast. Perfect. It's so great to see a lot of you. It feels like you've been gone forever, even though it's only been like four days. <laughs> it feels like it's been it six feels, months. It feels like it's been six months for us as well. A deadly assassin. Her name is Sabora Sharkosa. Hey, it's good yeah. to see you guys who've gone too long in the desert, though. Such a sight for sore eyes. I'm now weeding at a sixth grade weeding level. Also, this came for you, Luton, and she hands you a piece of paper. Oh, yeah. The Ro- Magaga. The Great Ma. Ma. Say it again. The Great Ma. The Great Ga of Magaga. And I will cast Painful Vibrations. Ooh. Oh, the new spell. Whoa. Fortitude save. Yes. Natty <laughs> one. Yeah. Critical fail. You critically fail. You're a failure. Unhand the professor. Yes. 17 on the die. 33 to hit. Yeah. 33 is a critical success. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm going to strike with a headbutt on Darnayru. Natty 20. Oh, gosh. Oh, come on. Oh, it, yeah. You slice into his mechanical body. And he stumbles for a bit, but he does not go down. (gasps) Oh. Okay. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Dice of Thunder podcast, where it's about time for some character death, am I right? Oh no. Oh, no. no? What? Um, only NPCs. <laughs> yeah, only NPC characters. Only non-player character death? Only non-player character characters. If you're referring to Bert and Tom, then Gomac yes. it is. It is Tom. No! What? Gomac? Oh. No Mac. No, I meant Smog Giants. Smog giants. Yeah. Yes. You know, the bad breath. Mm-hmm. You know. Pimples that explode. S- the smoggy. Mm-hmm. They do explode. They have bullet pimples, uh, yeah. which mm-hmm. is exciting. <laughs> if you're. That's disgusting. Like, imagine being like a uh, dermatologist for a smog giant. Dr. Yeah. Pimple Popper. Yeah, Dr. Pimple Popper. Wearing a full set of armor so, and shield. She's like, this is a forty-five caliber. <laughs> <laughs> and as you can see here, the primer is still <laughs> intact. <laughs> We're going to take cover behind our shields. Right. Hollow hey, point whoa. black. We're going to extract this thing. <laughs> yeah. PTSD. Yep. <laughs> I have two things for us to discuss as a podcast, as a nation, as a world. As a world. Of wow. Podcast enjoyers. As a galaxy? And before we jump into those wait, two wait. things, here's two the more d- things. The Dice of Thunder, Thunder. Galaxy. <gasps> yes. Oh, wow. That's got go. a nice Sign ring to it. Up. That does have a nice That's ring to it. That's got a nice it. ring to it. Tune in uh, maybe the later this year when we start our Starfinder campaign. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Got a lot of irons in the fire right now. It's 2024. I want to play Starfinder. It's time for a new year. I want to play Starfinder. I want to GM do. Starfinder. Like, yes. Let's I, do it all. I've never GM'd Starfinder before, and they're coming out with a second edition of Starfinder. And the bestiaries will be cross compatible. So, like, if there is a an alien version of something that we've already encountered that we can throw in to Starfinder, they imagine these smog giants, but mm. with laser oh, pistols really? instead. Oh, yeah, I'm here. Uh, uh, they got be here. suits of mech armor that you can, like right. Evangelion Neon Genesis style and Star. Oh, yeah, I yes. got all the words, baby. Yeah, what you know? Yes. Nerd words. What do you know about nerd words? <laughs> 
I don't know to be uh, impressed or offended. I don't know. Other things. Yeah, what are these things? Other things, mm-hmm. other things. So today is a recording day. <laughs> are you recording? As, <laughs> known as, I am recording, known as January 15th. Today's okay. January 15th. Oh, hey. Yeah. So happy new, my year, happy, happy new year. Happy New Year. We're, it, happy birthday. That's right. Four days ago. Yeah. Uh, we're recording this like... <laughs> The day before New Year's Eve, so yeah. we're all everybody's all excited. We just got through the uh, Christmas holiday wonderfully, and um, everyone's happy and healthy. And I'm extremely grateful at the top of this year for our Thunder Buddies. Yeah, yeah. why things that have happened and since the last time we recorded, we hit ten thousand downloads. Let's go! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Thunder Buddies. And, yeah. Yeah, it's it's something to get excited about. It is totally uh, amazing. Our Thunder awesome. buddies are out there, and this is all organic growth. Like we don't do ad blitzes or anything like that. We barely you know. use bots, right? Barely. Only the, <laughs> only the, the ones. free ones, <laughs> right? Just the ones that spam <laughs> everybody. What bots are we using? Me, the ones that yeah. listen yeah. to the sitting in that chair over there. The Scott bot. Uh, so that that happened, and that's then amazing. I finally got our podcast configured to show up on a, f- a few things apple because mm-hmm. apparently that was not happening for a while congrats um, <laughs> and and feedspot which is the third party like podcast ranking system and after a few months of them analyzing the data from our podcast they finally released a new updated top 50 podcasts for pathfinder and we were number 10 let's go yeah. Buddies? Just out the gate, launched at 10. The Dice um, of Thunder Galaxy. All yeah. of that is because of the Thunder Buddies. Oh, so yeah, we're, we're, sure. we're really excited to have you as part of our lives and interacting with everybody out there on social media. But also just y- y- here we are in your head right now. Um, Zombies. And it, maybe, it's, <laughs> I know, maybe it's 2026 and it's the first time you've ever heard of the Dice of Thunder podcast because you welcome. saw us on number two or number one on that hey. top feed spot list. But uh, so if it is the first time you've never listened before, welcome. Tell all of your friends, every yeah. single human being you know about us, so we can continue to grow. We've got some some plans for the new year coming. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've talked about how Outlaws of Alkenstar is only a three-book adventure mm-hmm. path. Mm-hmm. And what happens when the Shum Follow 5 hit level 11 is uh, pre-established adventure game over, uh-huh. technically. Alkenstar right? gets nuked. That's right. If Pirate Night goes off. I mean, technically, if you lose. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the stakes are kind of high. The stakes are high. What we've, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ready to talk about it. So anyway, huh? that, there's just, just stay tuned, Thunder Buddies. There's tuned. more. I'm yeah. tuned. January 15th also means that it's the release of the big campaign spot where I guest starred. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So if you. I listened to it. It was great. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> it may not have been out yet. <laughs> But by the time <laughs> the future happens, I don't know. We're we're time traveling over yeah. here. Yeah. I just it, watched Interstellar. This is possible. Guys. It is possible. <laughs> yeah. um, was that you knocking books off it my totally bookshelf was. all weekend? What I spell? Spoiler alert. That's what you spelled. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> it was so much fun playing. It was just Sean and I uh, who plays fours on Big Campaign Podcast. We had a little buddy cop episode with Jeff GMing it. And they play... Pathfinder First Edition in a homebrew, like cyberpunk meets Shadowrun meets Call of Cthulhu, like fun mixed up world. So there's like all these huge corporations that are run by, you know, demonic elder gods. (laughs) And uh, the name of the city where most of the adventures takes place is called Dusk Banter. Ooh. 
which is very mysterious. But that's not all, is it, Brittany? No, it's not. <laughs> what, what else, else Brittany? Is going on? <laughs> I will be playing a Pathfinder one-off with Game Master Monday, and Jeff from Big Campaign will be GMing for us. And mm-hmm. it's not just Pathfinder. It's somebody took Pathfinder and changed everything to make it like Candyland the game. <laughs> Um, wow. So I'll be playing a cotton candy druid. Yes. <laughs> nice. yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. We so also, tune in, Game Master Monday. We also have our friend Brian Poland from Dork Day Afternoon will be on that show That's right. as oh, well. Nice. So it's uh, Grant and Jenny from Game Master Monday, Brian and Brittany all playing in a session GM'd by Jeff from Big Campaign. Nice. So it's this huge mashup of... People from different shows. It was Josiah Doodles was the name of the Thank person you, who yes. created the Candy Ancestry playtest. Doodles. That's yeah. his real I love name. That. Josiah Doodles. That's, that's, that. Doodles, shout that's out. not even fair. Of oh, the Connecticut Doodles. That's awesome. <laughs> yes, of the Connecticut Doodles. And he put in a lot of work, too. I mean, he went through, and there's all different kinds of ancestries you can play. And yep. it's ten, 10 standalone ancestries. I'm reading from his posts about it, but. 10 standalone ancestries, 44 heritage options, and 271 ancestry feats to pick from. Wow. He created all that? Yeah. yeah. It's all, and it's all candy-themed. Candyland <laughs> themed. So, Genius. So Brittany is playing a cotton candy That's how they got person. me. They're yeah. like, it's candy-themed. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and it's Pathfinder 2nd Edition. So nice. it's all convertible. That's great. Uh, really awesome opportunity to see a, a variation on the game that we all know and love with all the same Pathfinder rule sets just as wild <laughs> yeah left turn i think brian is playing what's his character again he's like a chocolate bar who's also a cleric <laughs> and yeah. it's like a it's like benny hinn <laughs> like nice. mega <laughs> televangelist <laughs> oh benny hinn no benny, yeah. not benny, not benny hill, hill. Okay. Benny hinn. Benny hinn. like hitting people with his coat to try to get them to convert everything to, should be milk chocolate everything so it should be a really good time. Tune in. The 29th of January. January 29th. So this is the 15th. you got two weeks to plan, folks. It's yep. Monday night at 7 p.m. We need every single Thunder Buddy in all of Thunder Buddy land Let's go. to tune in on in Twitch. the entire Dice of Thunder galaxy. Yeah. Get your glasses right. of milk together. And show Brittany some love and support in the chat and stuff like that. But we really want to see you know a lot of Thunder Buddies show up and, and yeah. hang out for a little while. But it is Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific. Right? Is, is there going to be a, yes. a link yeah. that's easily accessible for us? Probably. Uh, Maybe on it's our socials. On Game Master Monday's <laughs> on socials, yeah. Twitch page. Game Master Monday's yeah. Twitch page. So I will put up stuff on our socials on Twitter, Instagram. Beautiful. To to get in there, but if you go to Twitch and go to Game Master Monday's page, they will have that at 7 p.m. on Monday night. So, and then if if it is 2026 and you are just listening to us for the first time and you would like to see Brittany dive into the <laughs> hellscape that is live video podcasting <laughs> i'm scared <laughs> no don't be scared it's gonna be awesome we'll have it up on our youtube page and so will uh, game master monday so go check hollywood hoffman's let's go yeah. and our youtube page is just dice of thunder it's, and you there's no you can't see our faces there you can't you'll be able to see britney's face on that yeah. live stream she's I, I we got a green screen and a camera she's got her own production assistant i have a question before we yes start. we i also have to talk about a couple of rule things that i okay. got wrong but go ahead what's your question uh so we're about R. to talk to professor radpole yes you have a radpole but this is a long time ago that we were talking about ustracilla i mean for us as people it was a long time ago yeah, yeah. It was. For Luton, it I'm was just like a week thinking, ago. Yeah. What do I need to ask 
Professor Radpole. Sure. About uh, Ustrasila. Let's do a little Radpole recap. Yeah. Right after I get into this Rad rules violation. <laughs> Death and dying. I made an error. Uh-oh. Uh, an egregious error that I'm frustrated with. During the fight with Julia's Claws of Time. Yes. Kal-El was knocked unconscious with a critically failed fortitude save. He should have went to dying two. Correct. Which meant that he would have been dying three on the next, because Brittany healed him. Uh-huh. And then he got knocked out again. But she healed him? Yeah, she used her focus spell heal companion. to heal companion and healed him like eight hit points, and then he mm-hmm. took nine damage. And Okay, so that doesn't get, remove his wounded condition. Right, he, okay. so he would have been wounded. So that's the question. He would have been wounded two. He would have been wounded one. Well, if he came up from dying after being dying two, he would be wounded two. Wounded one. Really? That's what I wanted to discuss, was oh. just to make sure everybody knew what that meant. Because the wounded conditions flat out says, your wounded condition goes up by one any time you lose the dying condition. Nice. That's it. So you can go to dying four, well, use your hero point, uh-huh. uh, come back to life, no wounds, go to dying three again, <laughs> get stabilized, wounded one. Okay. Go to dying three again, wounded two, right? Go to dying three again, and then be wounded three, but the next time you go down, you're instantly dying four. Which is instantly Which is dead. instantly... So if you're wounded three... That's a bad, also a bad spot to be in. Right. But that's why I wanted to talk about it. That's a good thing to clarify, because I would have assumed it would have been to dying two because of wounded two. That but. your wounded value equals your dying value. Right. And I, I do feel like that is something that is easy to get it wrong that way. Totally. If, if for I don't know. It's a better way to say that probably, but... Hmm. I do appreciate the rules of Pathfinder. We've talked about that several times. We try to be a rules-accurate podcast, because it is enjoyable for somebody who likes Pathfinder to hear a show that is dedicated to the rule set. Yeah, not just changing things when not we want. Not me. I'm okay right. with bending the rules to keep Calo <laughs> alive. I yeah. don't care. And we've bent, <laughs> I'm good with this. We've bent a few rules. Things like the uh, the bonus action, Kal-El's bonus action. He mm-hmm. doesn't take it. Of, it means that he would abandon loot. And, you know, like Those are things that are character specific that don't follow the rule of the letter, but the there's like a, a rule on top of that rule, right? That says that it is their character and it is their animal companion. So the player character gets to dictate. It also makes sense. Right. It's not like something that doesn't make sense. It makes sense that Kal-El would prioritize protecting Luton. Yeah. And, and I know that there are other GMs out there that would just take control of a animal companion. And because, jump them off a cliff. And, because it has a bonus action. But put them in harm's way. Mm-hmm. And that's not something that... I have the GM... GM's wife feet. Yes, she, <laughs> she also has that. It's cheating. That. It's, it is cheating, and I'm not ashamed. Yes, and if you're listening and you're running your home game, you should ban the GM wife feet from your game. <laughs> Too late for Scott, but here we are. I'm committed. I'm pot committed at this point. I got third at our poker tournament. Anyway, you uh, did. <laughs> you played really well. It was a fun day. Get me that. Yeah. S- smog giants are ready to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, ready to finish the fight. What was the other uh, retcon? I didn't have a retcon. It was it was something else during the Julius fight where I screwed up some saving throw that I was supposed to make somebody do. No mm. big deal. It's just attention to detail. Yeah. So I can't remember. Okay. It was inconsequential. Didn't change the outcome? No, didn't okay. change the outcome. And neither did Kal-El not going to Dying 3, other than it may have forced Luton to make different choices. That's the only time that I get like a little bit like, oh, is that mm-hmm. had the real stakes been accurate, then maybe it would have changed the course of decisions. But Butter- The butterfly effect in yeah, Pathfinder? Yeah, exactly. The Pathfinder butterfly effect. 
Well, when last we left the Shamfalo Five, they were waist deep in a uh, little tributary yeah, off of yeah shin deep, off of Lake Ustradi, the lake that is west of Alkenstar, that the gunworks is on the edge of the lake. It's actually quite beautiful here. There are there's a little bit more greenery, a little bit more lushness happening at the edge of the lake. And the Radpole recap that Brittany asked for, Professor Radpole was introduced during a downtime session when you all decided to go out and make a few extra coinage in some longer downtime that we had. We tried to. Yeah. What Luton wanted to do was figure out a way to reinforce and reinvigorate the nature of of Alkenstar. And one of the ways that within the city of Alkenstar lore that is done is with the water supply that comes into the city. Well, this also happened right around the same time that the Impossible Lands book was published, which I read all of the stuff about Alkenstar in that book. There's, you know, 16 pages or something about Alkenstar in that book and the Mana Wastes. And there's a character that you're introduced to. His name is Professor Radpole in that book. And he is the guy who is the inventor and maintainer of Alkenstar's like water purification system. Nice. Mm-hmm. So he's sort of a local hero because everybody has fresh drinking water thanks to this yeah. system that he has created. And so through connecting with Pref- Professor Radpole, Luton asks him about this moment that she had during a mana storm. So Luton had gone back and meditated around the protector tree Mm -hmm. that she planted in the middle of the bridge when you guys were fighting on the bottleneck bridge. And during that meditation, there was a mana storm. And then during that mana storm, the roots of the tree like reached out and tried to attack Luton Mm -hmm. and snuff her out. And Kal-El had to make a reflex save to like snap at them and, and break these roots because it was sucking her into the tree. And one of the things that happened and kind of a key thing that happened in that moment was that Luton felt as though she would have fallen off a cliff yeah. of like a mental cliff of eternity you know like there was this foreboding it was sense evil. and it was evil there was a, a wholly unnatural evil that had touched her in that moment right so she brought that up to Professor Radpole like hey do you know anything about these mana storms and then there was this name that came on the wind right Ustrasila Ustrasila only she could hear it Mm-hmm. And it was it was very strange. And when she brought it up to Professor Radpole and she mentioned that term, he kind of like flipped out a little bit, switched gears and was like, we can't talk about this. I'll meet you some other time. And they arranged a meeting at the Bullet and Barrel Saloon. So Luton's just been waiting to hear and this whole time. Yeah. And so then Professor Radpole, during that meeting with you, with Luton at the Bullet and Barrel Saloon, says... How do you how do you know about that name? How did you come by that name, right? And she explains it goes through the whole thing with him, and then the last thing he says to her is, "I think maybe it is time for you to meet my patron." Yep. And I'll reach out to you before the next full moon, and I'll arrange a meeting place, right? And so after you guys get back from the Cradle of Quartz, there is this letter from R, right? P R, very mysterious. Yep. Even though. Everyone knows who he is because he's literally the reason they have clean drinking yeah. water. And he's like a celebrated, almost local hero. Uh, he's like trying to be secretive about who yeah. and gives a he's note a celebrity. To, yeah, he's a celebrity. Like the Kia boys here in Tacoma. <laughs> <laughs> the Kia boys are celebrities? <laughs> they sure are. Oh, my gosh. Just like Professor Radpole. <laughs> Not in the same way. Yeah. Not in the Not same way. The same but way. at the same level of celebrity, I Professor suppose. Professor Radpole is as 
much a celebrity as the Hoffmans. Sure. Let's put it like that. Like he's an international superstar. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Prestige. <laughs> Worldwide. <laughs> but he leaves a note that says, come on out to this location, gives you guys the location you're currently in. And it is the full moon. Like that is happening tonight. And you know from Phoebe that you had a day before you have to go to this place called the Steaming Kingdom and yep. thwart a robbery attempt by the Gilded Gunners. So that's that's all happening. And here we are. Uh, there's some smog giants who have absconded with Professor Radpole. Oh. Right? SAT word. Yeah. <laughs> so he's sort of laying in a heap. He's slumped over and doesn't look very good over on the far side of the river from where you are the smog giants stomped across without any problems to get right up in your guys's face mm-hmm. yep we ended the last session at the end of smog giant 2's turn who did an explosive headbutt smash on varg which was a lot of fun to do <laughs> <laughs> and that brings us to the top of round four with Darnairu's turn yeah so there it is. Okay. And last, my turn, uh, I dropped my, one of my flisses. Yes, so, you did. Which <laughs> I'm conflicted because this is a top. I'm the top of the round, right? You're the top of the this, round. Here's a little meta game for you. Don't uh, do it. Picking it up is a manipulate action. I'm yes, Picking up is. my flissa, and these guys have reactionary strike. Hmm. And I have to, I just have to do it. So I'm going to pick up my Flissa as my first action. All right, I'm going to strike out at you with Smog Giant 1's reactionary Which strike. Which I am uh, frightened 1. That's okay. Smog Giant 1 is deafened and sickened 2, so... <laughs> <laughs> and refusing to barf. Yeah, doesn't need to barf. Probably feels pretty sick all the time. He, he <laughs> yeah. eats barf for breakfast. Gross. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> that, you know what? That draws the line. <laughs> That, that was it. One? You that found it. it. Okay. You've been looking and you found it. So he punches at you with a fist and he does get a 23 to hit Darnairu. Thank the Lord he missed. All hey, right. Nice. That is a miss. And he can't take another reactionary strike because that's a which once around thing. Uh, which means I'll. So I have my fist in my hand. I will take a guarded step to my left, making him flanked between me and Varg. Unless he was already flanked. He was. So that counts? He is currently off guard to you. He's currently off guard. Then perfect. I would rather not move so okay. I could do twin faint. All right. Now, I have I identified this creature before, which yes. means um, I get to add to my sneak attack damage, so I get to add 2d6 to my sneak yeah, attack. Yeah, he gets his uh, psychic Finally, if I premonition hit. damage or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. No, this is just better, better sneak, sneak attack? Yeah, oh, I a, thought it was a, a psychic thing. ability. No, no, no. It's a rogue ability? That's, oh, that's my psi, uh, psi, psi strike. strike? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't even know. I rolled a natty 17 plus 15. Whoa, that's pretty yeah. good. Is 32. That, because he is flanked <gasps> and sickened and fr- deafened and all that, is a critical yes! success. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot going on There's here. a lot going on. Doing math. We're Pause do. for math. Pause This for math, math break <laughs> brought to you by Logan Bonner and Michael Sayer and the other designers of Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Okay, so there's 2d6 for my, my Flissa, 2d6 <laughs> for my sneak attack, and 2d6 for my... Uh, analyze weakness plus six for the attack times two okay so rolling damage (laughs) you know what's funny jordan yeah what's funny his 12 hit points (laughs) oh my gosh you know what happens every time i get a critical it kills him i still want to know the total because it's a really good damage okay five ten sixteen seventeen eighteen plus six nine to twenty four uh-oh 
times two 48 damage. is 48. He also takes 1d6 bleed damage. Oh. <laughs> I think he needs it. That um, was a heap. Yeah. So, what did I say, 24? Yeah. That was for my first attack. Okay, well, he's dead. All right. Nice. Which one Yay. is that? No, that was Smog Giant 1. That was Smog Giant 1. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, but since I did my twin faint, that is a two action, so... I swing as his dead body's falling down. My second swing just goes and kind of just misses. Yes. Because he's dead. Which I was going to counsel you against Twin Faint because he still would have been off guard either way since you're flanking. But I decided not to because you were metagaming so much in the well, last three episodes. If I, <laughs> but if I hit my both attacks on my Twin Faint, he also gets another condition. Right. That's why I wanted that. It was that. Uh, stupefied, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was trying to just put all of the conditions on I this one I love the guy. debuffing. You guys mm-hmm. are starting yeah. to get into these cool advanced tactics. Um, speaking of cool advanced tactics, it's Luton's turn. <laughs> Here we go. Great segue. <laughs> Bomb. Can you refresh my memory? Did we do a recall knowledge on these to yes. see what they're immune to? They are resistant. They are immune to nothing. They are resistant to fire and poison. And they have no weaknesses. Big old brute. Well, I was going to do one thing, but now one of them's dead, so I had to switch up. Oh, Greg, you ruined it. I ruined everything. <laughs> <laughs> You're a ruiner. Okay, I would like to try a Grasp of the Deep. Oh, the the water, on, the crushing water one? Oh, my yes. gosh. We're near the water. This is so terrifying. Luton wants to, you know, gather the strength of the water that's in front of her and uh, try out this new fourth level spell incredible okay that spell has a range of 60 feet it lasts for one minute you're within range right you're like 35 feet away and it's a will save oh i have to make a will save roll for a will save okay my my weakest save what's the dc now 25 (laughs) oh no natty 20 oh oh critical success zero damage no i don't think it's zero damage no it's unaffected with a critical success completely unaffected yes Boo. Boo. I did nothing. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, that's this is one of those moments where as a GM I really want to fudge that because I want to <laughs> see what it does. I want to see what that spell does on these little throwaways. Do okay, so that was uh two actions. Yeah. I'm going to elemental toss. Okay. Thirty feet. Oh, oh I you're exactly to... thirty feet Am away. I? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or you can hit Varg. Just <laughs> go around Varg. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I tried. <laughs> Uh, is that a roll to hit? It is a spell attack roll. I only rolled an eight on the die. But yours is like plus 14 or something, isn't it? Uh, plus 15. Plus 15? Is that hit? What'd you roll? Plus eight. 23? Yeah. The AC of the smog giant is 23. Yeah! yeah. That is a hit. That's a low roll. <laughs> so that's 4d8 uh, bludgeoning damage. Very good. 48, nice. Yeah, it's way more liquid than that, Jordan. I don't have water. I need to add a water attack. <laughs> yeah. This math break brought to you by... <laughs> Did you know in California, they're taking the water from the septic system and running it through filters and pushing it back through the drinking water system? I mean, if it comes... Hmm. It's clean. It's clean. It's, well, is it, though? Water I mean, water. I love that they're able to do that, but it's that poop water, some bro. concerns. I have some concerns. It's poop water, bro. I don't know. Just because you can. All water is poop water, guys. No? Evaporated? No. no. Yeah? No. Eva- what's no. evaporation? It's just a different type of filter, Greg. Bet, like a real filter. <laughs> yeah. Not a, not not a, a man-made not a, filter. Not a Jarrett and Bob filter. Like, hey, man. Uh, did you push that button on that I'm other cycle? Oh, I forgot. I don't like working here. Right. Yeah. And now you we all have Molly from HR is rude. She is. You're not putting your life straw on your toilet. Damage? Sorry. 
Go ahead. Say, say that, that again. again. 24 damage. 24 hey. damage. Outstanding. Nice. Well done, Brittany. Thank you. That brings us to Cairo Stuvalo. Okay, no Kal-El? Kal-El, well, Luton's riding Kal-El. Right, right. okay. So he's, he's fine where he's at, unless she directs him otherwise. I was concentrating last episode, I remember. You, the I last had, action you did it. was cast, uh, concentrate, yeah. Yep. yep, yep. So I would like to do Divine Wrath. <laughs> what is Divine Wrath? Well, I'm glad you asked, Gail. <laughs> uh, d- <laughs> divine Wrath. You channel the fury of divinity it's against your foes. Fury? You <laughs> channel the fury of divinity against your foes. You deal 4d10 spirit damage to enemies in the area depending cool. on their fortitude save. Let's get it. It's an area effect? It's a 20-foot burst. What? That's a big burst. Well, I was you are to... more than 20 feet away. No, it's 120 feet. Oh, 20 feet of range, and then a 20-foot burst. Yeah. Yes. It's fireball. It's basically fireball. Holy fireball. Holy diver. <laughs> You've been down so long. In the... <laughs> are you saying that this is a in the Keto Chungus? This this got updated or something? I, I'm unfamiliar with this spell. Oh, great. So I got a new... This is a whole new experience oh, for oh, all of us. Yes. Now, my question is, are you putting it on an arrow oh, as well? Oh, totally. <laughs> because Mark's listening, and yeah, I'm putting it on an arrow. Well, this one's for you, Mark. Yeah. Our good Thunder Buddy friend, Mark. And we should call it... He's like see. 10 episodes behind, by the way, so maybe he's Catch not up. that great. <laughs> <laughs> he's a busy guy, but he's Just catching kidding. up. He's amazing. What did the mustard say to the mayo? Let's spread. Catch up. Catch up. Oh. <laughs> um... <laughs> Mine Let's, was a little too on the nose. Yeah. I can't delete the circles I drew on the map. I think you did. What an embarrassment you are. Greg's I, over here doing art. I was like <laughs> trying to draw a circle for a 20-foot burst, and now it won't go away. It's pretty good. What an embarrassment. This is so sad. I'm going to call this spell Divine Wrath. I'm going to say it's Heat from Heaven. <laughs> Heat from Heaven. Heat from Heaven. <laughs> this is the downside of, of uh, Spell Strike. What did you roll to hit? Yes, be a uh, sixteen total. No, 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 fourteen total. No, that's a miss. No oh. kidding. Yeah, actually, be seventeen total. I forgot I leveled up, but still miss up. spell strikes. The that's the that's the risk you take. I was wondering what is the thing that makes the magus like? What's their only downside? And I think that's it. It's is that when you charge to a spell a on an arrow, you have to roll to hit on every attack. So I got one uh, that, spell left, and I will concentrate. That okay. and uh, grass allergies. Or one uh, grass right. allergies. <laughs> I've heard that most magus, if they don't have Benadryl in their adventuring oh, yeah. kit, yeah. are their, in their eyes swell <laughs> shut. Yeah. It's, it's horrible. It's bad look. What the shisk? All right, that's what me. the shisk? <laughs> yep. That brings us to Varg. Okay. Oh well, uh, Varg is still raging. Yes, he is. He's a raging, and he's going to kill steal this smog giant. I think he probably is. Although, I think I, don't I know. probably will. This one hasn't been hit as much, though. It's got a few hit points. We'll Not see. Not as much. I think a uh, megaton strike will finish him off, though. A raging megaton strike. Yes. Does Let's do it. Does megaton strike. Mm-hmm. Ooh, have the rage trait? Have the rage trait. It's a good question. I will verify that right now. Something that has the rage trait can only be done when you're raging, correct? In, right. Y- yes. An- or another way to say it is while raging, you can only do things that have the rage trait. I, that's that's the opposite, but I'm wondering yeah. if it has the rage trait, does that also mean you can only do it when you're raging? No, you can do it at any time. Cause okay, cool. Because strike has the rage trait. You can strike without raging. Ah, okay. There's only a feat see. out there that barbarians can take manipulate actions while raging. And it's like some kind of like clear clear mind or clear focus or something. Hmm. And I, I don't think he's quite to that level yet, and that's why we're... 
That would be amazing. Yeah. The Inventor Barbarian build is like a long, slow cook. <laughs> a slow burn. I don't see a list of traits on here. Click on it. And yeah. Should be at the top. They're the ones yeah. that look like tags. No, yeah, no. I only see Inventor on here. Then it so that it's is excluded? not. Yeah. Then it cannot it's be done. Excluded. Okay. That's all right. Bummer. That's a that's a rough call. I don't like that I have to that's make that right. call, but that's no, the call. No, you should. You should. You should. The good news is he has tons of bonus damage for raging. <laughs> I, right. think so. I think we'll still be fine. So I'm just going to attack him. First attack is 16 on the die. It's 32. 32's to hit. a hit. Absolutely. Yeah, yes. But not a crit. No. You want to try to intimidate him first? Then it uh, would have been yes. a crit. That's okay. Oh, okay. 28 damage. That's a lot of damage. Ooh. Emotional damage. What will you do with your second action? Because mm. this thing is still standing. Better I'm than he standing. ever was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Feeling like yeah, a little kid. Never was. I think I'm going to intimidate first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe help improve my chances of getting him on my second to hit Alrighty. modifier. Smart. Roll a demoralize against my will DC. Remember, will being their lowest save. Mm-hmm. This is Ooh, probably doable. Well, so he's good. just rolling an intimidate check. Rolling real dice out here. Natural three. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's what I'm talking about. Better <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, what's your yeah. total, though? Yeah, what's your total? Uh, total is 16. That is not good yep. enough. Okay. That's one more action, Varg. That's what I thought. I'm going to attack him one last time. Do it. Go to second attack modifier. Yep. Uh, bleh, bleh. <laughs> Only 16 total. That's a lovely noise to hear. <laughs> that's Varg language. That All right. Yeah. 16 total. That so is the Varganese. end of... <laughs> Varg Kinbiter's turn. It's the Smog Giant's turn. No. Who goes and mocks you? <laughs> right after you in your try face. To scare him. After you try to scare him, uh, he's hard to speak Varganese to you. And we'll try to <laughs> intimidate Varg. Oh no! Okay. Going back the other direction. Okay. Uh-oh. Go for it. Thirty-three to intimidate. Oh. What's your will DC? It's ten plus your will save modifier. My will save is plus ten. Okay, so I critically succeeded. Oh, no. You're frightened, too. <laughs> That's how it's done, little punk. <laughs> <laughs> You're and, a scaredy puppy. And then you, he cracks his neck again. Oh, no. In this all-too-familiar uh-huh. click-clack uh-huh. and fires off an explosive headbutt right on your... Oh, perfect. Puppy face! <laughs> Using his T-zones all... Yeah, yeah, it's traps. This guy's traps <laughs> start above his ears, okay? He's just all traps. He, pop, like, he he's pops like his neck. Just like that. <laughs> a five on the die is still 23 to hit. <gasps> oh, that still That's hits. A hit. That okay. still hits. So, that should definitely hit because you're down two. All right, I need a fortitude save from Varg as he gets hit by this strike. A fortitude save. Yes, and it's takes Natty 20. Seven, hey. 17 damage from the headbutt strike and no additional effects hey. with your critical success on your fortitude nice. save. Great job, dude. Yeah. Which so, happened last time because of his new save ability. Yep. Got a 17 critical success. damage, you said? Yes. Yes. Okay. You roll great when you need to save yourself. <laughs> that's, that's almost true because um, yeah. he's on a second character, but you're yeah. right. <laughs> That is the end of my turn. That is the end of round three or four or something is Darnayru's turn. Wow, that went fast. Okay. Round five. Darnayru is going to move. That's good. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five. Twenty-five feet of movement in this difficult terrain will get me right here. 
Yes. Which is Darnayru is ten knee, feet away. knee deep in the water and, yeah. and sloshing through and is diagonal to Smog Giant 2 now. And I will do Twin Faint. Okay. And hopefully hit the first one to leave him um, off guard for the second. No, he's not off guard for the first, he's right? He's not. Okay. So I rolled a 27 to hit. That is a hit? Sweet. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh-oh. Who's that- the kill stealer now? This will be the second yeah. one. Oh. Yeah. Okay, but I only rolled 2d6 plus 6 because it's just a normal little oh, hit. Oh, no. It could be enough, though. I rolled 11 on the damage. Let's plus go. 6, 17 damage. Smog Giant 2, taking a couple of flisses in the back, falls over, face down in the water, and dies. Yeah! Double kill. Kilimanjaro. <laughs> okay. Where is it? There it is. <laughs> yes! Nice job. Hey, all right. You guys did it. Loot that body. <laughs> Yes. Loot these dead giant bodies. <laughs> and then we gotta save Radpole. Yeah, we need to heal so him. So Radpole, or... you see him pull himself up on an elbow, and you rush over to him. Yeah, he's not. He's more important than the loot. And and he says, "I, Shumfather Five, I'm so glad to see you. You came just in the nick of time. I was waiting here by the water." And these two fellers, large in stature and in rules, <laughs> <laughs> they tried to rub me. Then they thought about boiling my bones. Oh, it was a run by fruiting. <laughs> it was a, a run by gianting. <laughs> yes. But Luton, I'm so glad to see you, lass. Professor Radpole, I'm so happy to see you. And I have questions. Yes, it is, it is time for questions to be answered, I think. But would you please roll a treat wounds on me, lass? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like baked garbage. <laughs> okay, treat wounds. Baked garbage on the sidewalk on a hot LA day. <laughs> like, like when the garbage man comes to pick up your trash and the... Flip your container over, and all your diaper garbage spills out <laughs> onto the street. It is literally the worst. I've seen it happen oh. before. Sounds like an HOA president to me. This yeah. rat pole. <laughs> Darn I, Rune, you understand me. Completely. You get me. <laughs> the smog giants don't have any equipment, but they do have 40 gold pieces worth hey. of, of salvageable loot, money, gems, you know, just stuff. Is that forty each or, or just 40, twenty total? Forty total. Okay. Oh, you can you can harvest their body for ammunition. That's <laughs> that's what I thought. Wow. That's disgusting. That is awesome. disgusting. You just take like a, a spatula and fly in against. Exactly. Pop on up. <laughs> Put it's them in just, a basket. It's de-rendering is what. Yeah. Gross. Gross. Set it free. Oh my gosh. If you love it. <laughs> Let it go. It will come back to you. Good thing we're upstream from a tr- water treatment facility. <laughs> <laughs> They'll just put it through their system. They'll be fine. So you, you roll a quick treat wounds on... Actually, how's everybody doing after that? Yeah, last we need to I'm pretty low. Yeah, do you want to hit me with some... I'm hurting. Heal sauce music there? Heal sauce. Heal me. And we're back. Hey, <sighs> feels so much better. We did a few oh, medicine checks. We didn't burn any heal spells. Didn't burn any time. spells. Yeah. We're, not, we're not up to 100%, but the no. guy, the team decided that they didn't want to burn any spells. And, uh, of course, Radpole really appreciates the expert first aid, the master yeah. first yeah. aid, yeah. provided by our level seven heroes here. MASH. 
You know, I was in MASH in high school to play. Don't wow. ever tell anyone about that. <laughs> I play Tom Skerritt's character, yeah, in the movie. Because the play is based on the MASH movie, not the show. Oh, they missed out. Facts. And I learned something today. <laughs> Scotty <Wow>. facts. <laughs> can, you do, can you do an Alan Alda? I wish, man. Yeah, that, that'd be cool. Like, that's when you see voice. Bill Hader's that's impression of oh, yeah, Alan Alda, it is so flawless. Yeah, I see that. It's it is a tough voice. I'll work on it. Okay. It's very, <laughs> it's very back of the throat and easy. It is. Yeah, you got to get there. Yeah. Watch some Frank Caliendo videos, <laughs> tutorials on how to do impressions. It helps. There we go. Anyway. Anyway. Radpole. He says, mm-hmm. oh, That feels much better now. Thank you so much. <laughs> if, uh, if it's all right with you, I'm going to take you into this very spooky cave. <laughs> Great. Let's do it. Let's and uh, I knew we were going if, in there. Yeah. As if I almost, saw the quest marker. As if almost on cue, you hear a voice say, that won't be necessary. Oh. Uh, what? And you look to the north, to the cave entrance, and you see a massive water elemental. Oh. Pretty massive. Come out of the cave entrance. And then you see next to it another one rise from the water. Oh, gosh. Oh, those are friendly, right? Two animated tsunamis that Great. come spilling out of this cave and then between them what rising up from below the surface of the water you see the most beautiful and enchanting creature that any of you have ever laid eyes on my wife it's a Greg. siren aww <laughs> aww to everything that I took it said. a different direction <laughs> aww <laughs> 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 I took it to the ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh why <laughs> It's a person. Whoa. She's blue. And I will... Uh, I, don't, I don't think it's a person. I don't know no blue people. Yes, you, you never do. met a smurf. <laughs> you know Luton. You literally know Luton. <laughs> <laughs> Varg's blind. Varg's like, but how well do I know oh, her? Oh, she's so cool. <laughs> Do I really know you? A, a six-foot-tall woman appears as though she's constructed out of the water and then gains solid form and standing oh. in front of you. And Professor Radpole immediately drops to a knee. Whoa. And says, "Um, my lady of the lake, thank you so much for gracing us with your presence. And then you hear her say, Yes, please forgive me. I I wanted to help. I saw you in trouble. But as you know, we we cannot reveal ourselves. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Of, Of course, I... I know this to be true, as as we have discussed it at great length privately when the characters weren't here. <laughs> <laughs> well, why can you reveal yourself now? That is all things to you and the Shumfalo Five. I am safe, but not for long, please. Please come inside. And she invites all of you inside this cave. Yeah, Darna Rood has feels super comfortable with this and just follows her. Uh, Whoa. Lucan's yeah. a little hesitant because... Wasn't Ustrasila behind the attack? That was the name that was given to you during the attack, yes. On the wind. Perception check? Yeah, let's do a yeah, perception, perception check, check to determine whether or not Darnayru walked right up in Why the water. Why is Darnayru I don't know, there's something weird Because about she's this. got catnip huh. pouch in her hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 29. Yeah, she's going pss, pss, pss. Total. 29 total to... That's a great perception. perception. Sense and, motive. Uh, I'm going to go 25 yeah, total. Motive. Perception is what we're rolling. If you want, Varg, 
Or are you just uh, going along with whatever the group says? I only rolled wow. 13 total. You are completely filled with trust for this creature. Okay. In fact, Luton, you feel almost a kinship okay. and a familiarity. Whoa. It's the blue. Mommy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at Luton. Maybe. We got to find out. Get in this cave. So you guys okay, so follow, follow this gorgeous, right? I mean, like if you were going to cast her to be played by an actress or something like that. Oprah Winfrey. It would be Selena Gomez. (laughs) 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 Although because of her height, Taylor Swift. Uh, Oh my gosh. Anyway, we all know it's Selena Gomez on Taylor Swift's shoulders. That's how you're (laughs) 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 So you follow her into the cave and the two water elementals stay posted outside as guards. Nice. Okay. Please forgive the extra caution you must understand something, but first, let me introduce myself. I am Ustrasila. I am a naiad. I am also the last water spirit on this lake and in this river. In fact, I am the last spirit of water between here and the body of water that is between us and Kadira. I can't remember the name of <laughs> Where's Gadira? Pathfinder's version of the Red Sea. (laughs) (laughs) Obari Ocean? Obari Ocean! (laughs) So Luton says, what happened to the rest of your kind? My dearest child, perhaps you would know the answer to your own question. If you think about it, look around. This once beautiful and wonderful landscape, I have seen it changed by war. Over 5,000 years. She's old. Hey, you There's old. a factory. I am. I'm super old. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't call it dirt in my day. It was just rocks. <laughs> the factories of, of Alkenstar, the war of Geb and Nex, have blasted this land into nothingness. Once, there were several of my sisters alive all along the river, the lake, and out into the sea. But now I am the last. That's what I say. <laughs> that's Thank that's a lot. I have spoken. It is a Thank lot. you yeah. for sharing who you are and where you come from. Yes. P- Professor Radpole, my friend, who has become sort of a weird little following man. Mm-hmm. I helped him build his water purification system. That, oh. that, is, that is what I was going to ask. Was how, What kind of hand did you have in the water purification process? Just the last bit of what you would call science required to... Help the people, the innocents, and stuck in between this war, have some kind of future, some kind of life. Iodine drops. Mm-hmm. How can I am iodine drops. <laughs> How can we re-naturalize Alkenstar? Ah, that is a great question, young one. One I'm not surprised to hear from you. But alas, not the time that I have walked Galarian, since before the Starstone fell, before Eredin took his steps, I do not know. Whoa. There must be a way. Perhaps if you can convince Nex and Geb to stop fighting, there would be a way. That would be the beginning. Let's eliminate both. <laughs> Options. Ah, genocide. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Laser beam Luton's at it again. <laughs> U- Ustrasila, uh... Yes, Darnay. You... Hi, I'm Darneru, in case I didn't introduce myself. It's okay. I am super magically powerful and can read your mind. I love it. Uh, you and Luton look kind of similar. 
Do you have any idea why that is? My dear, do you understand your elemental heritage? Before I answer your question, I will ask a question. <laughs> I'm super mysterious. I do not have a full understanding. I was raised, I was raised by gnomes and then trained by druids. And my powers were given to me without explanation. Yes, they were unlocked is perhaps a better term. You are Undine. The spirit of water lives in your blood. As am I, a naiad of the water, specifically of the lake. I get my power from her as she grows from me. You and your bloodline are descended from the great elemental lords of water. Where, where does she get wow. her power from then? If yours is from the lake. Perhaps she gets it from her bloodline, like I just explained for two minutes. <laughs> or wow. from so some sassy. other divine source. Oh, I just want him to pay attention. Is that too much time? We clarifying. are absorbing. <laughs> if she is from Water Lords, what dominion does she have? As you have no doubt seen better than I, she has dominion over the elements. Ah. Uh. Does she and have control over a certain expanse of land? <laughs> Not yet. I am <laughs> imagining by the time she hits 20th level, she will be nearly deific. <laughs> Why? Oh, Certainly more powerful voice. than me. It's like this. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you... Why did you beckon for Luton yes, to she, come here? she heard your name. Ah, yes. Professor Radpole explained to me that you heard my name on the wind. As I was confused about the attack on the bridge. While the attack was happening, I heard your name. Understand that I have no power over the wind. I did not reach out to you myself. When Professor Radpole came to me with your story, I was just as shocked as I'm sure you were under that tree, experiencing something during a storm. Let me ask you a question, my dear. Is this the first storm you have been in where something magical has occurred? So Luton says, uh, there was a tempest. It is when my appearance changed and my skin turned blue. And that is when Cal-El appeared to me. Your animal companion? Yes. Ah. And did this happen in the water? Were you underwater? I was in the forest. And the storm swirled all around. I was not in the water. Tell me, what else did you see, my child? I saw two images of the same deity. A deity? I believe that's what it was. Can you explain? One was an old man of the sky, the clouds, and there was a woman that looked actually a lot like you, made of water. You speak of Gozre, the tide and the tempest. You were telling me you were visited by them. I believe so. And now your path has led you here, after you hear my name on the wind. Gozre told you! Holy cow. So uh, upon, okay. upon recanting all of this, she looks over at Professor Radpole, who's just sort of like grinning and nodding <laughs> along at the same time. And he has this look on his face like, I told you so. Like, she, this, is, this is it. They are, they are them, right? Then perhaps it is time for me to reveal something even more, more true, more dire. There is a coming death 
and destruction, on the rain as it falls into my lake, on the wind as it blows across the water's surface, at night when all is still and calm, there is a disturbance, there is a lack of peace, when there should be. Something great is at play here, something sinister, and larger than I fear I can see with my limited scope now. In the past I could ask the sea, I could ask the rivers, I could commune with the waters of the world and find the answers. Now I am, I am cut off. Is anything else happening to all of you? Anything weird, like pieces of clothing being woven yeah, yeah, there, there, it is. <laughs> there it is. There's a phenomenon happening since we were traversing the Cradle of Quartz, and a piece of fabric started growing under my, under my armor, and it, it's almost as if it's being st stitched r right in front of me by some other dimensional force. Kairos removes his armor and shows there's this little pinpoint of light and a piece of thread. And now you guys can see as he takes off his armor yeah, pieces that there are now two shoulders that have been woven into place Whoa. and it's starting to spread down his chest like this Whoa. rapidly moving uh, phage of fabric that is covering his body. Wow. Is it blue? Yeah, totally. Sweet. What is this? Do you understand it? I, I don't fully comprehend, but it, it, it looks like my family. Perhaps, if, if I may. And she reaches out a hand <gasps> to help. Please. Thank you. And she reaches out and grabs that pinpoint of light and starts rolling it between her fingers, and it gets brighter. And then she reaches over with her other hand and pinches this pinpoint of light. And is, is kind of working it like an old piece of saltwater taffy, trying to get it to loosen up a little bit. And then she stretches it open. And mm. suddenly this just torrent of thread and Whoa. piping and accents and gold uh, leaf filigree and trim start pouring through this portal and <gasps> assembling themselves Iron Man style on yes. Kairos' oh body. You are now equipped with a haste bravery baldric. <gasps> what? As the tabard of your family completes itself wow. on your body. Oh, that's amazing. This is, this is amazing. How, how, how did you do this? My child, it was already being done. I merely helped it along. Who, who would give you such a gift? <laughs> the best GM in the world. Uh, yeah. <laughs> In the context of how this all started, I, I have to assume my father, but there's so many questions unanswered. Thank you. It truly is my pleasure. Uh, perhaps, even though I wish I, I could give you more information, I may be able to help all of you in this way. And it's called a, a, a ball buster of Jared? It's a, it's a bravery, <laughs> it's <right here>. bravery <laughs> baldric. <laughs> Just I got it. Dice of Thunder fans and friends and family. Just so you know, I'm here connecting with Duval. We're like looking each other in the <laughs> eyes, role playing this jib jab and, and flow and everything. And what's Greg doing? Looking at the stats on a haste bravery percent <laughs> In my eyeline. <laughs> and I see him going, ooh, oh. Uh. I was like, what's that? So, a, yeah, a haste. It's called a bravery baldric, particularly the haste variety. So they can come in different colors and and styles. 
I'll let you look it up. It's armor? It is a mm. equipped, worn magical item. Ah. Iru, perhaps I may be able to assist you as well. I get the impression that you prefer to be unseen. That is absolutely my preference. May I? And she asks you to... You're going to get an invisibility cloak. She holds out her, her hand again to help you. Do you take her hand? Absolutely. I trusted her before for some reason. I don't even know why. So you, you take Ustrasila's hand. She takes my soft kitty paw. Yeah, soft kitty paw. And uh, she reaches out and places her other hand on your armor. And all of your armor starts to shimmer and glow. And then for a moment, it disappears. Whoa. In, in your perception. But the rest of you are like, whoa, where did he go? As Darnayru fades from your vision. <gasps> Darnayru! <laughs> it's an invisibility cloak! And then Darnayru! I say, Darny Peekaboo! <laughs> <laughs> and what she does is imparts an invisibility rune onto your armor. Oh, Dope. my god! That's amazing! Which is a once per day casting of the invisibility spell wow. at yes. will. That's How long so does it last? Cool. A minute. Because that's Whoa. the invisibility yeah. spell. It's, the, it's cool. a once per day casting of invisibility on self. I cannot tell you how much this means to me. Thank you so much. This will help me stay alive. Of course. You are all on a greater path. Chosen by Gozray. Chosen by your family. Perhaps by others. To what I think is confront this coming death and destruction. Do you know who we could ask to find out more information about this feeling, this coming death. I don't, other than I know that you're on the right path. I know that's super vague, but you're only level 7. <laughs> <laughs> and they understand the waters have been cut off from this area. I will uh, also offer you this. And she reaches behind herself, but also seemingly out of nowhere, and pulls out a beautifully carved oaken staff and hands it to Luton. <gasps> and as Luton re- and this woman's six feet tall, right? And the staff is the same size as her. Luton's Whoa. 18 inches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as you reach out to take the, the bottom of it, right? Um, it shrinks down to your size. Magical. And fits in your hand. This has served me for ages. And I think now our coming together is finally the time where I can pass it on. And I'd like you to have it. And she hands you a greater staff of water. Oh. She literally gave you her staff. Luton's speechless and kind of stutters a little. Yes, the greater staff of water has things like hydraulic push just attached to it. Oh, my God. Ustrasila is kind of like Galarian's Galadriel. Oh, this is... Get her hair. Get her hair, (laughs) Get her hair. My lady, I need... What can I ask for, possibly I'm, offer a color of the great... Lady. I want for nothing but just a few locks of your hair. <laughs> Strand, strands, Marks not locks. <laughs> no, I want more. Locks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> want to make a wig and wear your body. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is great. <laughs> we went silence of the lambs real quick. <laughs> Oh, man, that was not my intention. Unfortunately, my great and powerful friend, I don't think there's anything that I can do for you, but perhaps my engineer friend here can. It would be my pleasure. Come on over here, Sonny. I have an idea or two. Let me see that fine axe of yours. 
Uh, here you go. And you hand it over to Yuvajaniya Radpole. <laughs> and he's just in awe. Oh, the craftsmanship is fantastic. Your mother must be so proud of you, Sonny. Oh, take a look at this under here. And he's pulling it apart and opening it up. Oh, and, gosh. Look at Carol. Oh, oh, I have just the thing. And he reaches into a, uh, into a pack that he's got with him. I always keep a few repair parts on me just in case the treatment system f- breaks down. But, but this might help. And he pulls out this, like, copper-wrapped piece of metal. And he, uh, he hands it to you. And he says, attach this where you think it would fit the most. And it is a greater jolt coil. Greater, greater jolt, jolt coil? Which is a type of uh, artifact attachment that you can put on a weapon that specifically adds electricity damage. <gasps> what? At all times. Ooh. That's amazing. There you go. It's like a D6 of extra electricity. That's like the shock rune. That's amazing. Yeah. Greater jolt coil. I do feel as though the four of you and your animal companion may be the last hope for the mana wastes. For Alcastar, perhaps Nex, Geb, Garund, or maybe Galarian. Mwangi? That's no, Galarian's Garund. bigger. Okay, yeah. Garund is a continent. Oh, okay. Yeah, Mwangi's just one of the countries in the continent. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Like Africa. Like Africa. And, yeah, and then Mwangi's like the Congo. Yeah, got it. But not the DRC. <laughs> Very astute. The forest. Right. <laughs> There's a college there. Yes. I went there. <laughs> okay. Hearing my name on the wind, it is a sign. You have come here. I have given you what I can. Please, tell no one of this place. Should something happen to me, the good spirit of this water would fade. It would be infinitely corruptible. I would be powerless to protect the last source of of clean pureness in all of the mana wastes. This is a secret that uh, we can take to the grave. We will honor you with our actions and our decisions. And Luton drops to one knee too, and Kal-El bows down. Wow. Okay. Um, roll a diplomacy check, Luton, and you guys can aid. Would love okay. to. Yeah, I do not aid. Me uh, 19 total. That's an aid. That is an aid. 26 total. That's a really good roll. I only got a 17. All righty. What, what did you roll? You ro- You got a 17. That That's is an, an eight. eight. 15 is success. Oh, yeah. Duh. Our, I keep forgetting about uh, that. Yeah, I got what, what did you? A 91. So oh, it's a definitely So minus not. one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so 27 total on your diplomacy check. This is really good. As a parting gift, I think there is one last thing I can do. I sense loss in the three of you. She points at Luton, Darnayru, and Kairos. <gasps> yes. She got to give Balnor his life back. I may be able to help you commune with the other side. It is a forbidden ritual in my circle, but the situation is dire. The future of the world may be at stake. I will teach this to you. Oh. And the last thing that she does, as you guys are looking at all your new dope swag. Yeah. It's like Christmas. (laughs) Yeah. Is she teaches you the call spirit ritual. The call spirit ritual is a like special magic spell that you can add to your repertoire. And actually it would be Darnayru who would lead this because it is an occultism check. Yep. That is the the primary or religion. So this is like Darnayru and Kairos together would be able to pull this off very effectively. I'll read the description for you. 
You tear the veil to the afterlife and call a spirit from its final resting place. You must call the spirit by name and you must provide a connection to the spirit, such as a possession, a garment, or a piece of its corpse. <laughs> Gross. A spirit unwilling to heed your call can attempt a will save to avoid it. On a critical success, a trickster spirit impersonates the spirit that you meant to call. Either way, the spirit appears as a wispy form of the creature that you meant to call. Each minute of the duration, you can ask the spirit a question. It can answer how it pleases or even refuse to answer. If the spirit isn't in the afterlife, such as if it is undead, all results other than critical failure use the failure effect. You need to make a check to do this, and it is an occultism or a religion check that you can only do if you are an expert in either category. And that's the last thing that Ustra Sila teaches you is wow. that you can reach out to a spirit in the afterlife by name and commune with it. Wow. An but expert in what? Religion and You either occultism. need to be an expert in religion right. or occultism, and it requires two casters and 50 gold hmm. pieces worth of materials Ooh. to cast. This is a very expensive conversation. I'm the so, only one who's expert, so we're going to have to do some training there. You're an expert in occultism, occultism but yeah. aren't you an expert in religion? No. Oh, no. Okay, so you can't even do it yet. No, I took diplomacy That's okay. and... Uh, Actually, so. I think you can with a, a single primary, and then this no secondary checks. Yeah, see where it says secondary checks in the description can be occultism or religion. Whichever one is not used for the primary, and you do not need to be an expert. Nice. Oh, so only okay. the leader needs to be an expert. Cool. Dope. And other casters can aid in that secondary check. But so the primary is unaidable, and then the secondary is led by someone and can be aided. But at least that was my interpretation of it. I'll this probably awesome. have to yeah. change that in the future. Critical failure would be a bummer, though. Yeah, I'm hoping that you guys critically fail, because <laughs> then I get to summon some horrifying monstrosity from yeah. the other side. Make sure you uh, switch all your weapons to cold iron. <laughs> yeah, it's just good radio. It's great radio. <laughs> Do you guys have any more questions for Ustrasila? As it, it seems like you didn't get too many good answers. Luton got a few. Like, she's definitely ordained by Gozray to be here. Yeah. And she's on the right path. And now you guys have all been helped. Mm -hmm. I have a question about our experience with the Hound of Tendalos, Julius. <laughs> Julius Clausetine. Uh, I went to his bat mitzvah. <laughs> not a great guy, but... So, we all had these images, and my image was about my father. Can you tell us if that was imagined or real? I would like to say that I could, but I just don't work that way, boo. <laughs> I know that's not the answer you want to hear. Visions from the past during mana storms are infected upon you by a time demon. They are truly outside of my understanding. Makes sense. What did you see? I, I was with my father, and he was sharing with me that he was dying. Do you remember specifically what he said? He said, I do remember what he said. He said, there was a coming death. And destruction. Did he use those words specifically? He did. Death and destruction. This troubles me. The, that same term has been coming to me in my dreams as well. Death and destruction. It repeats. Was it at this time when your family crest began to appear? It was. It was. How, how, how did you know? I fear the worst for your father. <gasps> no. It seems as though a force beyond all our comprehension, is guiding us to an end I do not yet know. It is unexposed? Unknowable? 
unshown to me? It's, it's murky. It's undeclared. <sighs> like, when you travel across the country into other countries, and they say, do you have anything to declare? It's like the plot of this adventure path is saying, no, I don't have anything to declare. And they're lying. And they're lying. <laughs> Just like everyone else. Uh, I am saddened by your interpretation of my vision of my father. So am I. He seems like a great guy if it was his dying wish to give you some pajamas. Toad's a cool guy. The best ever. <laughs> Thank you. Another hey, Kairos, who, who, is your, who is your deity? My deity is Nethys, the great and powerful Nethys. I wonder if Nethys might be also getting involved with letting you know about this death and destruction. You should do some praying. It's also what Olam and Kosawana said. He and said there was a coming like death a and destruction. Guy. That's right. He did say that. Man. I wonder if there's a coming death it's and destruction. It's being echoed. It's is, out here. Do you know if there's anyone or anywhere Kairos could learn more about this from? Well, Kairos was given... Uh, an option, right? His father told him where he was. He was uh, right. in the island of Jalmare to the east, and which is like due east from the Manoastes. So you can always go there to mm. pursue that okay. lead. That's the only lead you have for his dad. But his father's instructions to you were to stay the course of, of your mm. right. current story. Right. So it's up to you. Any other questions for Ustrasila? The time has come. I must bid you all farewell. Thank you so very much. Thank you. This, Thank you this so was, much. Thank you. This is quite amazing meeting you. I feel as though much has been revealed. Yes. Yes. Stay vigilant. My friends, if you ever need anything, you know where I am. Peace and shis grease to you. What exactly is shis grease? I don't It know. is grease <laughs> made from the carved up shis quills. Oh, sure. That with makes water. sense. Like coconut oil. Yeah. Oh, pretty yeah. Much. That was great. Well, you all head back to oh, man. Um, Alkenstar. That was amazing. Yeah, that was that way was cool. cool. Wow. Glad she didn't eat, kill us. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's what the smog giants were for. Yeah. <laughs> I still feel like, feel like there's a ton for us to figure out. I was going to ask questions about Yog sothoth but I don't think he's really involved in this, um, like the grander scheme. It's just crazy to me to think like Mugland. We're trying to stop Mugland, who we're assuming now has the Pyronite formula. And how could he be the catalyst for this, all this death and destruction? There's got to be some, like, bigger puppet master. Overarching Yeah. Thing. There's got to be some big puppet master pulling the strings here to have deities being hearing death and destruction over and over again. Like, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. So, well, and, and Ustrasila is a naiad, which is just, a like, a very high-end water spirit, not a yeah. deity. No, I'm just saying, but, but Gozray is getting us involved in this. Maybe. That's an avatar like. of Gozray appeared, that's for certain. Sure. Was it Gozray? That's the part right. that's unknown still. Sure. Which I hate to be vague and stupid like that, but, you know. Yeah, it's definitely vague and stupid. It is a storytelling <laughs> component. Well, take that invisibility rune back. <laughs> <laughs> that was so awesome. Right on. So you, you're back. You make the trip back from the gunworks to the city of Alkenstar without any problems. And you now have a moment here where it's... It's later on in that same day. Uh, trip out there was first thing in the morning. You dealt with the smog giants. You talked to Strasila. You made your way back. It's like early afternoon. You know that everything is going down tomorrow at a place called the Steaming Kingdom. Yep. You're going to thwart a, an attempt, attempt. Yeah, by 
Mugland to destabilize one of his competitors and also pay off all his debts. And he's using the Gilded Gunners to pull that off? That's right. Yeah. And we will find out more about that next week. Hey. Yeah. All right. Well done. Next time. Was that fun? I got a lot to chew on. I'm excited. Yeah, it's a lot to chew on. All right. We'll see you next week, Thunder Buddies. Peace. Bye. Dice of Thunder and the Dice of Thunder podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Dice of Thunder and the Dice of Thunder podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. I think it's just Varg and I. Why are you always talking in the middle of Because you play it twice. No, but I... Okay. <laughs> play it again. No, it's fine. I love I, this guy. I need you to stop talking until I, the no, sound effect take, is here's over. Here's my question. Do you want the first one or the second one? I, I can only be quiet do for you one know, of them. Do you know what I do in my edit process? I cut them in half so that it loops evenly. Oh, then it's perfect because I'm always quiet for the second half no, of the second one. No, never quiet ever. I am. <laughs> It's so spicy. In today. my dreams, I, I wake oh up and I hear Greg talking over them. Oh, oh my god! You have to sweet talk me like that. I already like you. <laughs> just, Why do you always? <laughs> just admit that I was dreaming about you. That's, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of. Since I like you, you read between the lines. So, uh, so you're dreaming about me again. It's, it's never ending. You're like that one kid on the block when you beat him at his game. He goes, "My mom wants you to go home." <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm the kid who smashes his Xbox controller yeah. on the counter. That's literally what I did. Sorry, my controller's broken. Can't yeah, play. Sorry. <laughs> Let me do it one more time. I'll give you a fresh one. No one say a word. Do it. That's good. That's good. <sighs> so well, if you're complaining about somebody talking, why are you talking over it? Because I'm the one who edits. <sighs> it's Look, so great. Oh my it's goodness. my ball. Look at me. He can't be mad at himself. I think I did. My mom Wait, did I talk home. over it? Yeah. 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 Three yeah. Times. No, the times. second time I did, but the first time was fine. Well, both of you said something. So here's what's going to happen it. is I'll take the cut from the first one where I didn't talk over the second half. Nailed it. And then loop it in. It's a lot of work. <laughs> it is a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> you play it one more time. <laughs> oh, oh, my, my gosh. God.